0: The Super Speedway podcast is a dream bigger media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway.
1: <laughs> the 20 and 11. They can both kiss my fing i a what the going on? What was that? What the hell happened? I'm not too sure right now. Something with the gum I think laser.
0: Hey, awesome! Damn, unbelievable! Time, Danny. How many times? Welcome to episode 143 of the Super Speedway Podcast. Recorded Wednesday, March 4th, 2020. I'm your host, Eric Young. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Kush. James, one thing to bet, you are having a better day than Martin Truex Jr., right?
1: Yeah, that's where I was going to go with that. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I thought you were going to introduce me, and I was going to say I'm doing better than Martin Truex Jr., but yes. I stole your line. <laughs> you did. stole the whole thing. It's fantastic.
0: Uh, Truex was great this weekend. There was there was some great stuff on Reddit of, like, you know, uh, I think NASCAR tweeted. I, I think it was nascar chasm to put it together, but it was like a, you know, a real serene you know, sounds of nature with Martin Truex and it's him, the audio clips from the race playing. It was pretty good,
1: <laughs> man. I tell you, I mean, he's making a run at Kyle Busch for the crybaby crown.
0: Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if you haven't listened to Ryan Blaney's podcast this week, there's a good Kyle Busch audio clip at the beginning of that one this week. So <laughs> Kyle still holds he be on not to, to it, be,
1: not to be outdone.
0: No, I think it, it's let's put it this way. The clip is probably maybe a quarter of the length of the clip I played at the beginning of this one and there's significant there's probably like 7 times more f-words in it.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. It's good
0: stuff. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, what's wrong with what's wrong with Joe Gibbs Racing's drivers, man? Well, you They're... know,
0: it's really funny because so many people are just like, "Oh man, Toyota's so far behind. What happened? Everybody caught up to, to Toyota in the off-season." But nobody is talking about the fact that they were they had the penalty last week for body modifications that got taken away. And now they're running like crap, huh? No, yeah. yeah. I think? mean, may, maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems like a pretty big coincidence to me why they're having issues. Yeah. I mean, Kyle yeah, Busch I... came back for a second-place finish, but he sucked all day. I mean, let's be yeah. honest.
1: No, I know. And it's like, well, it's just, you know, I, everybody's kind of caught up to him a little bit. And you know what, what happens when you're, you know, sometimes when you're the leader, you – just going to kind of get complacent, right? Yep. You, you, they've had everything going their way for two and a half years, and everybody else has been working like crazy to catch back up. Well, that, I mean, that that's the ebbs and flows, man. That's that's the way it goes.
0: Yeah, I think it's a mix of a couple things. I think it, it first of all, we know Chevy caught up this year. They've got the new body this year. That's a big advantage for them, regardless of what people want to say. Um, You know, Ford's caught up because they've been working in the offseason. You know, Toyota probably fell a little bit behind because. When you're out front, everybody's racing to catch you. Yep. And then I honestly think that the, the what they were caught with changed things. I don't know if it changed things any more than just, hey, their setups are different now because this is gone and they have to figure it back out again. Um, I don't think it's going to be a long-lasting effect. But we've talked about before, once you're on the West Coast, you're on the West Coast. Right. And, and there's not a it. whole lot that you're fixing when you're out there. so. I think when they come back, I mean, this weekend's probably going to be a different deal. Yeah, I was just
1: going to say this weekend, I I would fully expect
0: JGR to be
1: right in the hunt this weekend. I don't think there's going to have much slippage. You know, I think they're going to come into Phoenix and they're going to be good.
0: Yeah. Well, now you got me rethinking my pick for today. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You you got a good point, though, there. You're making me think a little bit because I was going back and forth on it. So, yeah. But it is a different you know what, though? It is a different rules package.
1: For Phoenix than what we've what we've previously had. So, yeah. Um, could be a little bit
0: different. Who knows? Um, so Auto Club 400 at Auto Club Speedway this weekend. Uh, Alex Bowman gets the win in, uh, I guess you'd call it dominating fashion. He led more than half of the race. Mm-hmm. 110 laps on the day for Alex Bowman.
1: Big day for Bowman. Yeah, pretty much. Nobody else was, nobody else was in his class.
0: Well, I mean, Blaney was. Yeah, Blaney but he was, was there. I mean, <laughs>
1: at the end of the race, he was still what, five, seven seconds back, I I mean, he was still, it was, it's, man, that was such a great run by Alex Bowman start to finish. Great day.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, okay. It's, it's easy. I said, it's, it's easy. And I'm doing air quotes right now to get one win in the cup series. It's not, it's really difficult, but it's even harder to get two wins. So, I mean, is, is Bowman a legit guy now? Is he, He's an he's, he's a NASCAR winner, right? I mean, we he, for for all time he's a multiple time race winner. Well,
1: I think I think early on in the season it's a little early to start talking about championship contenders. Uh uh-huh. Um. But the way he ran at Vegas and the way he ran on Sunday, um, they've got the mile and a half, two mile oval tracks covered. Yep. Um. He's gonna be tough this well, season. And let's he not forget like not
0: away. that he ran. I mean, he won Chicago last year, which again same yep. sort of thing. Yep. Um. You know, they were good at the end of the season last year, too, at at points. So
1: if you can win on these intermediate tracks, you are a legit shot to win the title. Yeah, I think I think he's going to be and shame on us. I think. Did we both have him eliminated from the playoffs? Yeah,
0: I definitely did.
1: I didn't. Well, and I think to be to defend us just a touch. I did not see the resurgence from Chevy coming.
0: No, I, I thought, thought they were, You know, I thought, I thought they, they were, were going to get
1: further behind than they were.
0: Yeah, I thought they were going to get better, but I didn't think that they, it was going to be like not this early. Yeah, they're they're like back. I mean, yeah,
1: they're showing. I mean, they're showing a lot of strength. Chase Elliott's winning a lot of stages, and Bowman did what he did on Sunday. Uh, Johnson's looks like. I mean, Jimmy Johnson is showing signs of Jimmy Johnsonness. Yeah. Like, uh, so yeah, I think. Uh, man, Hendrick. I you know Chevy's back, yes, but Hendrick. Hendrick is back. Um, they they are they are strong again. So Yeah, it could be a long season for people if, if Hendrick's back.
0: You mentioned that even though it's early, Bowman's a, a title contender. I think we got two title contenders right now. We got Alex yes, Bowman we and we got Ryan Blaney. Yes, we do. And Blaney doesn't have the results to show for it, but he's ha- he has a performance to show for it. So let me ask you a question about Blaney.
1: Yeah, he's uh he's a he's a couple of hairs short of being three for three on the season. What winning we, out races.
0: What do we call this season so far for Blaney? Has this been is this positive or is this a oh, disappointment?
1: <laughs> no, I think, I think this is positive. I, the Daytona 500 obviously is disappointing when you get that close. Right. And th- they had other things going on with the Ryan Newman stuff that day. Yep. But uh, no, I think early in the season, yeah, you don't have the checkered flags yet, but everybody knows you're there every single week. And that, uh, I tell you what, Penske looks like a freaking genius swapping these teams. Yeah, right. He's got one win with Paul Wolf and Joey. And uh, and now Blaney's team, you know, they're they're looking strong. I I mean, yeah, th- that 12 car is a force to be reckoned with.
0: I agree with you. And I think I think this this format that we I have want. now. Yeah, he's a points leader for one. <clears throat> but this format we have now, it even more makes it less of a problem when you're having bad finishes. But running well, because all he's got to do is have one good finish and get the win. And now he's in. Yeah, and
1: you he's know. Not- yeah and he's he's not going anywhere no i mean he's going to be strong it looks like he's going to be strong throughout this season
0: yeah at this point Um, you're three races in you're leading the points you're looking pretty solid to be able to continue this trend going going
1: yeah and we should maybe we should be a touch cautious though because remember last year penske looked really good early brad keselowski was winning races early um logano won some races early last year and then they faded so maybe maybe we just need to have a little bit of reservation but you know all we can look at is what we're currently seeing. And right now, um, that 12 car is probably the best car in the series um, just
0: without a win. Yep. But he's there. He's there. Yeah, I agree. Um, we we talked about Truex already with the intro. Um, Trux yeah. just mad at everyone. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to say there. Even mad at his own teammates. There was comments about Denny in that clip we played. And Kyle.
1: And... Yeah, or, and uh, Eric Jones, I yep. mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. so he's <laughs> mad at everybody, whatever. I. You know, honestly. I'd rather have Truex fired up than not. So fire him up. Get him mad. That works yeah, for me. good.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's,
0: uh, <laughs> Clayton Hughes doesn't do much to calm him down, though, does he? No. I, <laughs> There's no probably... calm down, Martin. It's no. Yep. You're right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, he doesn't probably have the weight that Cole Pern had at one point. Right. But yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Martin. He's, he's, he's
0: mad. Um, it's okay. you, you mentioned okay. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson finishes seventh. Cool weekend for Jimmy. Um, started on the outs, well, started on the inside of the front row, uh, started second, uh, his wife and girls wave the green flag for him. He gets the five wide salute behind him as he leads the field at, at California's home track. Uh, about the only thing that would make, made it cooler is for him to get the win at the end. Um, cool weekend for Jimmy and good for him. And I'm glad that he's getting sent out the way he should.
1: Yep. Yeah, leading laps running yeah. well. Yeah. Um, another good day for him and not, uh, not a top five, but another top 10. So, and those have been hard for him to yeah, get Yeah,
0: top tens are great oh. right now.
1: Yeah, and he's knocking out top fives and top tens early in the season. So he uh, he wants to compete for a change. He wants he wants eight, man. Yep. And I, man, got, I can got you imagine to... if
0: he gets the eighth one? How hard is it to step away with it after getting the eighth one?
1: I know. What, well, I was just gonna say. I've been thinking. Had he been running? So let's say let's say he's been consistently running like this for the previous two seasons, where he's been struggling. Right. You know, is he even thinking about retirement at this no. point? Or, I I mean, no, I think he
0: got the question too many times the last two years because of the way he was running and it made him think about it more.
1: Yeah. And I think he's, you know, well, we've I think we've talked about it, but, uh, you know, he's getting fitted for his IndyCar seat already. So he's he's antsy to do other things now. But I wonder if, if, uh, you know, running like this earlier would have extended his career maybe just a tad longer. Right. Knowing that he's still competitive Um, and it's a long way to go. I mean, we're early, but but still to see to see jimmy um as one of the guys now he's 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 in there he's in the t- he's he's in the talk he's gonna win a race yeah i have no doubt that he will win a race this season it's gonna happen he'll i go agree. out uh, he'll go out as good as uh, he'll go out better than how tony went out and tony went out as, as probably as good as you probably could could hope yeah um, gotta win i know he had the injury early in the season he missed the daytona 500 and that kind of thing but uh Jeff Gordon almost went out perfect and yeah. won, a, won a championship on his way out the door. So Jimmy's going to at least be somewhere in the middle there. Um, you know, maybe maybe he is at Phoenix with a chance to win a title. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Um, another one, I think, worth noting, Christopher Bell. Last place finished 38th. Another bad yeah, weekend for Bell. Trouble.
1: Yeah, I bet, you know, the radiator went on it. Yeah. Parts flying out and knocking him out. And that, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, not much. It'll too. get better. Yeah, he's got the rookie. He's got the rookie pains right now. It'll get better.
0: Yeah, it will. He's he's a he's a good driver. Heck of a driver. He's gonna have some some success. Just gonna take a little yep. time. Yeah, exactly. And you know he's not in the easiest easiest boat there. Yes, he's running JGR equipment, but he's running with a different team. It's it's a different deal than if yeah. he was to come over to a JGR car.
1: Yep, for so. sure.
0: Um, you want to talk about Hamlin?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Larson wasn't mad about that. Yeah. I don't know. I think Hamlin, I, I didn't, I didn't see that as, I don't know. I mean, I know it's a racing deal, but still that, uh, yeah, that didn't look good yeah. wrecking on the front straight on the front stretch like that. Yeah. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, Denny made fun of it at, at the grocery store with, with Kyle and, uh, Chip took exception to it. So <laughs> Chip Ganassi was not too happy. He basically said, uh, we got, got a lot of people who put a lot of time and money into those race cars that you wrecked. Yeah. So yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta wonder, Eric, if Kyle Larson looks at that and goes, "Settle down, Chip." Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I know. I mean, you know, Denny
0: can't go back and change it. So have. I mean, may, it's, it's a laugh. Whatever. Yeah, I know. I'm with
1: you there. I'm with you there. I, 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 I Chip,
0: understand Chip being upset about it too. But come on,
1: he's ultra competitive. Yeah. You know. And if I Kyle mean, Larson's moved on, you know, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I still think Kyle Larson's got a foot out the door. So
0: I, I don't think Denny gets enough credit for his I, sense of humor either. No, know? he's a good
1: dude, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have anything against Denny. Yeah. And I, I am one of those guys. I love uh, I love the offseason moves and yeah. the agency and silly
0: season stuff. Oh, then you're you got to be loving this year. I,
1: yeah, I'm really into this year.
0: I'm, this is such an exciting year. I forget. There were somebody else was. They were talking about this week that is their rides up. It's like holy crap, man! Everybody,
1: yeah, well, Jones is up and Larson's up. Yeah, and
0: anybody you can think of that's like other than open. Harvick. I
1: mean, yep, Harvick's locked in. Boyer's up.
0: It's it's yeah, gonna man. be a fun year, or or
1: it might really not sense.
0: be at all. You know, nobody oh, might yeah. change, but I, I bet you there's some there's some flip flopping going around.
1: Well, it's like it's like the NFL right now. We've got all these quarterbacks and nobody knows where they're gonna play, and right. you know. Tom Brady's going to probably still be a Patriot yeah, and, and it, it will all fall in line, but much
0: fun as it is to talk about him going other. It places. is a lot.
1: Speculation is so much more fun. Do than you know how what,
0: painful it'd be for me? If Tom Brady went to the Chicago bears, or oh, you'd have to swallow it, man, I'd have, I'd have to cheer for him. Yeah. I'd have to love it because it'd be the best thing that ever happened to the Chicago bears.
1: Yeah. I know you no, you'd get the, but, you'd get the, the greatest of all time in his God, I hate 43, 43, 43 year old <laughs> season. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh, that uh, would
1: be too weird. No
0: way. It, there's, he's not going anywhere. He's staying with the Patriots. I think he's, yeah, it's a, it's a song and dance. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, our,
1: that, uh, that is our football podcast.
0: Right. The, this week. <laughs> yeah. Um. One more thing I wanted to hit on California. I don't know what you thought, James, but I thought overall, very entertaining race. Even with a driver leading 110 laps, I thought the racing was good all weekend long. The Xfinity race. I didn't watch the whole Xfinity race. I just watched the last stage under... The advice of you and todd um but i thought that was exciting and we just had good racing california is such a great track right now
1: yeah it's good I, the restarts we were we were not quite sure about the restarts last week you, you know we talked about that and um man i tell you
0: i think we were six wide at one point
1: yeah they were they <laughs> restarts. those drivers were all out um from you know the time they took the green flag until uh uh, what about six laps each they would they would you know it'd be really close racing they yeah. just could not get away from each other
0: the only thing is it just makes me long for the days that michigan has bad asphalt again because yeah yeah michigan's even better it's it's more banking yeah it's the better of it's, it's not be as correct. wide as california but it's still pretty yeah. wide yeah but it needs uh it needs some more weather i don't know how I, they did too good of a job with the asphalt that's the problem in michigan it just yeah. isn't weathering you know I'm, I'm gonna do some research before we go back to Michigan this year and, and figure out where it is in the whole paving scheme of things, because I know there's tracks that have been paved more recently than Michigan that have weathered more than Michigan at this point. Yeah. So I think we're, uh, I I think somehow they've, they did too good of a job there.
1: Yeah. We have to talk to to Raj.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like the only thing in Michigan that they've actually paved correctly. That doesn't fall apart. Everything else. If if you drive down the roads, people forget the first, Two or three
1: races at that Michigan track when they first repaved it, they were actually really good races because everybody was fighting for a groove. Yeah, and they were going so fast it was causing a lot of it was it was wrecking havoc out there. Right. Oh, and the qualifying was actually really exciting. So that that was that was good for a time, but now it's kind of balanced out. But now it's just too good, like you said, it's too good.
0: I am excited that I got to lean on the fence at Michigan with the cars going by me at two two eighteen before they put the. They before they set up on it and slowed them down. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> All right. Anything else with California worth discussing? I, I think we hit most of the storylines, yeah, didn't think we? we can
1: leave Calif- yeah, I think we can leave California in the dust.
0: Yeah. I mean, overall, not super eventful. I, I guess maybe the most eventful for Blaney and for Bowman. Um, Like you said, Blaney's, Blaney's got, got one or two or more than that coming. It'll happen.
1: Blaney's Kobe scheme looked much better on the track than it did when we first saw it on, yeah. on screen. The, yeah, the Kobe see. car looked good.
0: So they asked Blaney on his podcast this week, and I'll ask you, James, bigger deal in California this weekend. What would have been the bigger deal? Jimmy Johnson winning at his home track in his last season or Ryan Blaney winning with the Kobe scheme?
1: Uh, <laughs> for NASCAR fans, it's Jimmy Johnson. I don't know, man. I think, But if you're a casual fan. Yeah, you yeah just I think
0: overall, I think the yeah. Kobe win it would be bigger. There was a lot of Lakers
1: stuff in the stands. I was really shocked to see I'll that. I'll give
0: I'm- you credit. You predicted the the 24 lap. I, yeah. I I didn't think it would happen and it did. So, good job with that prediction.
1: Yeah. Yeah, good. I was glad
0: they did it. They even good. called it out on TV, so that was, was cool.
1: My my two worlds collided in a big way this weekend. It was uh it was really cool. I I never thought that those two worlds would come together at one yeah. time. Yeah. But- um, the, yeah, the the Kobe like,
0: thing is sad, definitely, and all that. But yeah, so me, for sure. me being so far out of the basketball world, it just I'm still not grasping it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> which it's is ironic considering how big of a Kobe fan you are, and <laughs> we're yeah. on this podcast together. To me, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. right, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's one of those. I know it's uh, for a lot of people. It's a moment in time, you know. For yeah. for far more people than I ever thought he had an effect on. Right. I'm telling you that it's still. It's still hard for people. I'm.
0: It makes you know, me realize how the Earnhardt death was to non NASCAR fans. Now, I guess.
1: Yeah, still affect. Yeah, the Earnhardt death still affected people because they knew. Yeah. They knew, yep. they knew who he was, and he had an impact on people. Right. So, all right.
0: Well, James, fortunately, we didn't have much for news this week. Oh crap! Um, today was an <laughs> onslaught. An, until we got to today, but yeah. before we get to today's news, which there's plenty of it to talk about. Uh, let's talk about the bounty. We got some updates on the bounty last week. We talked about, uh, Kevin Harvick and, uh, um, what the heck Marcus Lamonis putting up the money for the bounty, uh, who could, who, any cup driver that could beat Kyle Busch in the trucks. Yeah. And we both kind of hey. were of the belief that n- nobody was going to take it right at first. Yeah. <laughs> I it was gonna happen. <laughs> so then we get the announcement last week after our podcast that chase Elliott is going to go for it. He's going to race for GMS at Atlanta in Kansas. And then Kyle Larson threw his name into the hat as well. He'll yes. race at GM for GMS at Homestead, Miami. Yeah. And then we found out that Eric Jones is in it too. Yeah. and I think Billy Blue, Ballou. Billy Ballou's back. Yeah, I think the Jones deal is the biggest one because James, James Finch, Finch and Billy Ballou. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see them continue to put some money into that truck series. That would be cool again to see.
1: Did you see the tweet that Texas Motor Speedway sent out today about a, a truck running, practicing for the bounty?
0: Was that was no. that the
1: James Finch Billy Blue truck?
0: I did not see that. I don't know.
1: Okay. I know I didn't have clarification. It was very vague. So we might have a fourth entrant in the uh, Well, and, uh, technically we
0: do because isn't Brennan is it Brennan Poole that's running? Somebody else is running too.
1: These are the yeah, we're we're talking about the heavy hitters. Yeah,
0: it's not these somebody are, we actually expect big, to have a chance.
1: These are the big dogs. That yeah. Kyle Larson at Homestead's going to be a problem.
0: Oh yeah. If if the bounty's not gone by Larson at Homestead, that that will be dangerous for Kyle.
1: Yeah. The Kyle and Kyle Show. Yep. I so we were texting with Todd today. We we have a really massive on ongoing Facebook <laughs> Messenger thread because we are living vicariously through Todd <laughs> his, his, his NASCAR antics. Yes. Um, but. Uh, I said in that text thread that this is the biggest thing that's happened to the truck series since Eldora. Yeah. By, I, far, by far. I think it is.
0: I think so too. And it, it might even be bigger it's, than Eldora because I think it has more of a lasting effect than Eldora does. It's
1: super exciting, man. This is really good. I've really enjoyed everything about this. We've got people coming. It's like, I, I don't know. It's kind of like WWE, like <laughs> watching the Royal Rumble.
0: It's it's know? brilliant to get people to actually care about the trucks when Kyle Bush is racing in them.
1: Kevin Harvick.
0: Yeah. What a dude, what a guy! I'm telling you, man, that that guy's got some talent when it comes to promoting. Which obviously, I mean, he knows what he's doing because isn't he promoting uh, MMA fights and stuff now? And
1: yeah, they've got uh, yeah, they've got like Jake Owen, the country singer. They've got golfers through Kevin Harvick Incorporated. They're they're yeah, yeah they're an agency. They they're handling all this stuff.
0: So he knows what he's doing. But that's fantastic. Still, that's great.
1: Yeah. Well, when when uh, Camping World came on board and made it in a, a 100k bonus, right? I mean, that's. <laughs> just fantastic i love it
0: but i mean we were everybody's given you know kevin harvick the tv booth when he retires from from racing maybe we need to put him in a promoter role man yeah
1: make him vince mcmahon dude yeah something oh yeah
0: give him uh give him an, an executive seat with nascar and let him come up with ideas like this because this is great yeah this... and who he even thought i mean none of us even thought about it none of us even, even said let's put some extra money up to beat kyle yeah. I mean, guess we didn't.
1: We didn't think a hundred grand would make these guys go. It's for It's not it.
0: the hundred grand, though. No, it's the no, but it's the
1: attention that exactly. they exactly. Like.
0: We're and that, we're paying attention to it because of the hundred grand, and it gives them some incentive. But the real reason is to go out there and beat Kyle bush.
1: And now Chase Elliott's got a little bit of incentive. Whatever the percentage is, you know, the, I'm assuming that James Finch and Billy Blue are not going to do this at a loss for Eric Jones. Right, they're going to get something out of this if he can pull this off. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, $100,000 for a truck series win is no joke. No. Yeah.
0: No, plus the prize like. money.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: So. so and then I, GMS, I, um, they – uh, I can't remember. It's just
1: a great investment for GMS. I, mean, I can't remember
0: been, who it was on – who was from GMS that was on uh, Sirius last week, but he said they could run a six-truck if they wanted to.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've got, they've got the stuff.
0: Yeah. You know? So this truck, the truck that they're running – was already planned to run but not at these races so basically they activated the team a couple weeks early is essentially what they did yeah so yeah
1: barson and chase are going to split the 24 right that's the truck they're going to both run i believe so yes yeah i saw the paint scheme for chase elliott's truck it looks phenomenal
0: i have not seen it yet cool it's
1: a black hooters black hooters 24 and it Nice. It's a nice looking car. Yeah, I didn't
0: know Hooters was sponsoring him.
1: Yeah, he's got the black Hooters. I don't know what uh, Larson's going to run. He'll probably run, like, what, First Data or whatever. Probably. One of those those sponsors, Capital One or somebody will probably hop on with him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of
0: Capital One, so I have a Capital One credit card. (laughs) Talk about a tangent, all right? So I was thinking about this today. And you know how, like, on TV commercials and everything, they've always shown the credit card swiping, so, like, the name is right side up? Yes. But they're always upside down when you really use them. Well, a Capital One credit card is the way it is in the commercials. And you know how confusing that is when you hand your credit card to somebody and they have to swipe it? They still swipe? Well, sometimes. It depends <laughs> on where you're at. Uh, you know, I wish we could just go to Canada and just everything's tap to pay. I would never carry a card again. I'd just do it on my phone. But the fact that there's still non-tap to pay term- terminals here in the U.S. is insane.
1: Uh, well, this is one, of your, Eric, this <sighs> is one of your top five...
0: Dude, Mini. I'm telling you, I am so annoyed over the lack of tap to pay. You are. It drives me, especially going to Canada because Canada, they don't touch your credit card in Canada. Like they get uncomfortable if you hand them your credit card.
1: I cannot believe
0: we went there. <laughs> you mentioned that's Capital crazy. One, that's, man. I well, I know, but uh, this, is that's this is what we got. This is what we got. I'm just trying to stretch it out before we get to the next topic because I know you're just chomping at the bit for this next uh, one. James. I'm ready,
1: man. Let's do it. Go for Lead it, man. He, you, you got
0: it. It's all you. Go for it.
1: All right. I'm just going to read the headline. All right. Stuart back at the brickyard.
0: (laughs) Smoke Um, is back. James
1: smoke is back. I'm going to bust out. I'm going to dust off my smoke is back. T-shirt. Nice. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So he's going to run the uh, July 4th weekend. He's going to run the Xfinity race. Something he said he was interested in doing a long time ago when he retired. Right. And, uh, Now that he's locked himself in the Hall of Fame, he can't he can't really be be taken out of it. So I guess he's going to run.
0: So let me guess your interest in the road course Xfinity race at Indianapolis now is just just, up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm in now. I'll be watching the entire thing,
1: especially because he's going to have a shot to win. He's going to have a shot to win.
0: Yeah, he will. Definitely.
1: He's going to have one of the best cars in the field.
0: He's not going to, though.
1: Hey, man, don't put it past him. If the Biffle, if Biffle can come back and win a truck race, Greg Biffle.
0: Yeah, but that's trucks and he's running. That's a little different because he's running Kyle Busch's truck. Stewart's not going to be in a car that's that dominant.
1: Yeah, but Stewart's going to be in that race and he's going to immediately be the best road course racer in the field. Maybe. I'm I'm amping this up way, way up. I know. Um, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing and I know what I sound like. Yeah,
0: you're going to be disappointed is what's going to (laughs) happen.
1: He ain't going to let me down, man. The last time Tony Stewart raced a road course race, you know what happened? Well, no, it would have been the first, the second to last. <laughs> I was really excited to make that point because he did not win Watkins Glen. No, sorry. No, he didn't. But he did win at Sonoma yeah. in his final his final win. So, yes. Oh, good try. I know. I was really trying to make it. <laughs> I know I was wrong. I knew I was wrong when I started to say it. I just continued with it until I was completely wrong.
0: I will say that this is, to me, is the same thing along the lines of these guys running the truck series. It's just added interest in this race for me. It's, you know, it's added interest in the Homestead homestead Xfinity race that Junior's racing in it. You know, it, it, it's cool. I'm excited to see Tony. I'm giving you crap, but I'm excited to see Tony come back. I don't think he'll win it. I think coming back in a road course, even though Stuart is good on road courses, I think coming back on a road course is almost less of an advantage. Do you think it's an equalizer? I don't think so. I think I think you there's so much to, like, managing one of these cars that I just I, I think I think he's at a disadvantage coming back at a road course versus anything else. I say that and then guys like AJ Allmendinger come out and win road course races oh, yeah. on the off. So maybe not. I don't know. Maybe
1: Look how competitive Dale Jr. is when he comes out and, and races once I, a year. You know, I, I mean, guess he's been competitive every single time he's raced.
0: I guess the equalizer is he's too that nobody's crazy. run this road course with the Xfinity car, so yeah. Stewart's uh, on e- equal ground with everybody.
1: Almendinger's going to race in this race, isn't he?
0: I would assume so. Um, I would assume he'll be yeah, in one that's, of the. Co- that's the
1: gonna
0: be, yeah, that's going to be a problem. That'd be a good chance, and even Stewart's
1: Stuart. teammate's going to be a problem in that race too. Chase Briscoe, he's going to be good. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, I hope they run a some sort of a fourteen. I don't know. Maybe home fourteen the.
0: Forward. Is there a fourteen in the Xfinity series right I don't
1: now? I think he can run the fourteen. Yeah, I think if somebody else is already running the fourteen, so, so yeah, there's a reason that they had the double zero in the ninety eight. Yeah. Now it's now it's just the ninety eight. Maybe he'll he'll run the double zero or
0: Could something. Be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. They still. You know,
1: maybe he'll go way back and run his first Xfinity series number, of the fifteen or something. I don't know. I hope they do some sort of throwback type thing.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, I know Junior's done some stuff, you know, with some of his old schemes back right. in, the, in the day. So.
0: Oh, well, he's doing yeah, it Yeah, I'm excited,
1: man. When you when you you actually beat the scene <laughs> this, I was pretty geeked.
0: When I saw that this morning, it's like I I was so I don't text and drive, but this was a text and drive <laughs> moment because I was listening to Sirius this morning and they made the announcement on Sirius and I immediately Sent the text out because Smoke I wanted to beat you to this. Yeah, you were all over it. I could, I, I could imagine you seeing my message and then like immediately going to Twitter this morning and going, "Oh yes." Well,
1: norm- <laughs> normally, what happens to me in these situations is I get like a version of the meat sweats. <laughs> I get so excited that I can't stand myself, and I start to sweat. Nice. That's just pretty much what happened. I was like, "Yes, this is great. <laughs> Give me all the news." That's funny. Oh, so now yeah i've geeked out there we go i'm good i'm good now
0: good stuff good stuff for sure um i am looking for something trying to kill some time here uh blah blah, blah. that's a great way to, to do that huh yeah, all that's right a, that's a great transition yes all right let's uh let's talk nuts james nuts so <laughs> shall, shall we talk about nuts a little bit uh, so yeah, more, more big news this week, they announced NASCAR announced that the next gen car will utilize one lug nut on each wheel instead of five. And I'm really curious to hear your opinion on this, James, what do you think of this change? So My, be- hold on before you, before you on. get into it, here's yep. why this is so next year they're running 18 inch wheels instead of the fi- they're 15 right now. Right. Yeah. They're going so they're bigger. Run, running 18 inch wheels. You can't do an 18 inch steel wheel as they are now because they would be quite a bit heavier than they are now and they're heavy enough as it is. So they're looking they're running an aluminum wheel and because the aluminum because the material aluminum loose lug nuts with a five lug system would harm the integrity of the wheel, cause more potential breakage, blah blah blah. So they're going to go with the single nut because it's safer in the long run. You're not going to have the loose lug nuts and when you do have a loose lug nut, it's the entire wheel that's going to be a loose, not one part of it or whatever shaking around and, and breaking a, an aluminum wheel. So the the reason for it, NASCAR says, is safety. Um, however, it is not like any production car. There's only a couple like really exotic cars that have single nuts. Um, the rest are five lugs or whatever. That's what we're used to. So now, James, what do you think?
1: Uh, my issue is not with the lug nuts. Okay. It's with the whiny fans okay it's always with the whiny fans <laughs> <laughs> no man I, I really is this the, is this that big of a deal that fans are up in arms like fans are really mad about this and yeah. i don't i don't get it i don't understand it it's listen we're moving into a new future with nascar and everything's changing moving forward this is just one of those things where i don't know man I, I, this does not bother me as, as a fan of the sport. I I am going to miss Ryan McGee nailed it with his, he did a column on this. Um, You know, he said that what the things the fans are going to miss is the, the whiz, 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 you know, when they, when they're changing the tires, that's all they're going to miss. Now it's just going to be one, you know, it's going to be two, one on one off. So I, I think it's good. I don't like the design of the rims. I think they look really bad. I like them. That's my only thing that I, that's my personal opinion though. I could really care less, but, um, I, I mean, as long as these cars are hard to drive and these drivers have to work, I don't care. I mean, put seven lug
0: nuts on, whatever that is, let's, let's do it. But so let me give my, I'm good with let me give I'm my opinion it. on this. Um, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I hate the fact that we're changing something that is, you know, that is part of the excitement of standing on pit road. That's part of the excitement of watching a pit pit stop is watch these guys take off and put on five lug nuts as quick as they do. It's cool to me as a fan, you know, I go to the race, I'm, you know, go out on the track after the race and I'll grab a lug nut or two and bring them home for my boys. I think that's cool. Won't be able to do that anymore. At least not in the cup series. That being said, I don't think we're going to notice any difference.
1: No, it's. Not I think this is something
0: race. that four races in next year we're going to go. Oh yeah, that's right. They changed the lug nuts. Yeah. So as is as, as annoyed as I am by it, as bothered as I am by it, I don't think it matters. So no, it's not. It's that just big a purest of a thing of me from yeah.
1: From me. Like like you like I said, I don't like the way the rims look, and I'm annoyed. I'm I am annoyed by that, but this isn't a be all end all. Right. Know, I. Shame on you, NASCAR, for changing no. it to from five to one.
0: This isn't putting a wing on the back of the car like they did with the COT. Right. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, but there's a lot of stupid things that happened in NASCAR, and this is not I I don't think this is one of them. Well, um
0: speaking of stupid things.
1: <laughs> oh, this is gonna get me going. I saw what you did.
0: Yeah, I just added to the show notes my horrible my horrible attempt at uh of stalling for a minute, I finally found what I was looking for on Reddit. So in the NASCAR Fan Council survey, survey, one of the recent ones, they asked fans to rate um, their opinion on different locations of numbers on the cup cars. I have opinion on this. And so traditionally, they're on the door. Um, they've got, I'm looking at it right now here on Reddit, there's one where the sponsor's really big across the door, and the number's small on the bottom, you know, right down by the wheel well on the door. There's one where the sponsor's big in the front, the number's just the same size but pushed way back towards the wheel. There's one where it's small up in the front where the contingencies used to be and the sponsor's big on the door. There's one where it's back on the rear quarter panel. And then there's one where there's no number on the side of the car at all except on the the rear window, um, the rear side window. And uh, um, I I have a feeling, James, you're going to have the same opinion as me. So ASA back in the day moved the numbers off the sides of the cars and put them on the rear quarter panels, and I hated it. And NASCAR did it once before. Well, it wasn't NASCAR anymore. When the Goodies Dash series sold and became the iCar Dash series, that season that they attempted to run, they got rid of they got rid of sponsors and numbers completely and branded the cars like monster trucks with different names and stuff on the sides of them. Of course, mm-hmm. there was the track worker that got killed in the first race and then the series went out went under immediately after that. So we never got to see any more of that series, which by the way, I missed that series. I think that series was spectacular. Yeah. Um, but I hated it then too. And I rock,
1: I rock's done the names on the doors with the, yeah. the numbers way back.
0: So I hate this. I totally hate keep, this.
1: Just keep the numbers on the door. Yeah. That's all I ask. I don't care if you move sponsors around and all this other stuff. Yeah. Just I'm really
0: okay with the number at the front of the door and I'm okay with the number at the back of the door. I heard Dale jr. Talking about it on his podcast and he said the same thing and I wasn't sure, but now looking at the pictures, you guys can check them out. If you go to our website, thesuperspeedway.com, check out the show notes. There's a link in there to the image. Um, the one with the the number at the back of the door, the number is the same size, but the sponsor's nice and big on the front. It actually is not too bad. I kind of like it. Yeah.
1: but We need to follow redneck Jesus, and he needs to lead us yeah. to the promised land. <laughs> right. But, please but don't move the number off the keep door. Keep the
0: numbers on the door. Now, one thing to consider, NASCAR throws out some really crazy questions in this fan survey that never see the light of day. So this doesn't mean that it's even something that's being remotely considered, but you would imagine it's being considered considering we got rid of the contingency sponsors as it is. And now we've yeah. got this big space on the car that we don't know what to do with. So yeah. And
1: fans are really upset about the contingency sponsors as well. I just yeah.
0: <laughs> And I, I will take this as a moment also to get back on my soapbox about the numbers again. You know, they talked on juniors podcast about how the numbers are the identity that, you know, drivers change paint schemes so much all the time now that the number is the one constant that stays the same that you know right. you know who it is, yeah. but I, it's not because the number stays with the <laughs> team and not the driver, and the number should stay with the driver.
1: But here's the here's my counter argument: if you're a really great driver, it doesn't matter if that number stays with the team. Yeah, that but your counter,
0: your counter argument sucks.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, every time you look at the William, every time you look at William Byron's car, I mean, come on at some point in your processing of of what you're seeing you you're thinking about jeff gordon
0: right but that's different that's you know jeff gordon left the sport you know when dale jr left the eight car and went to the 88 car it was annoying to see the eight car and not have dale jr in it when carl edwards switched from the 99 to the 19 it was annoying because he wasn't in the 99 anymore Mm -hmm. you know those numbers should stick with the driver until they the way supercross does it but be a great
1: be a great driver is all I'm saying. Yeah. Tony Stewart switched. And yeah, it was really hard to see him in the 14. And then guess what? He won a championship and had a lot of success. But and now we're in the 14 and the 20.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I still remember him the 20. Um. So <laughs> the thing is, is like the way Supercross does it is you get your number. You can change your number if you want to. And, and formula, many riders one have. That way formula one keeps
1: the numbers with the drivers.
0: Yeah, you have to start. You, you have the number for the following season unless you don't start a race and then the number goes up for grabs for somebody else the following season. That's the way it should be, in my opinion. Yeah. So anyway,
1: I think just, I just... have always I have always been a fan of NASCAR should retire numbers as well. well I just, mean, there's
0: not enough. I'm, Eric, there's an infinity amount of numbers. Well, yeah, but not if you run two digit two digit numbers. You want three digit numbers on the cars now? I don't care. No, come on. NASCAR of the game, man. Knock it that's off. You, All right. New, you, new so topic. <laughs> James is getting ridiculous.
1: <laughs> How dare we go to three digits? It's ridiculous. The the sport was founded with cars on with three digits on the side.
0: And Junior talked on his podcast this week, which is interesting, that NASCAR actually, I don't know if it's, he doesn't know if it's still like this, but for a while, when he switched to the 88 car, they had a certain size that your number could be, and it had to fit in that box. And he said his 88 would have been bigger on the car, but NASCAR wouldn't allow it to be bigger. I thought that was really interesting. I mean, I knew there were guidelines and stuff for it, but Did specifically
1: just put up so many weird fights. He's <laughs> oh, such a nerd sure. about stuff that I can just, only imagine. Just think stuff. how
0: great it is. I, 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 my weekly praise of the Dale Jr. download, but how great is it that Jr. is here telling us this stuff about the sport that we never would have known. Nobody else cares about this stuff. Nobody else talks yeah, about this nerd. stuff. He is. He's a nerd. He is. I know. I love it. It's no, it's great. Great
1: love it. It's great. We need we need guys like that to be nerds. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it, it's back. it's
0: again. Junior's a fan just like the rest of us. He was right. actually bitching on his podcast that he's not on the fan council <laughs> because <laughs> he says he's the biggest NASCAR fan there is. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> it's it's all too funny. far.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, he wasn't really complaining and then he says, "Well, maybe they don't have me on there because I'd go put everything public that is in the fan council survey." Yeah, uh, he does put everything
1: public as it is anyway. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh all right next gen car we're already talking about a little bit let's talk some more william byron tested it this week at auto club speedway um what is monday monday and tuesday monday, monday and tuesday, tuesday right yeah, and
1: monday tuesday following auto club he yeah. was he,
0: they I mean, didn't he was there they didn't finish the test with it though well
1: he crashed twice <laughs> he crashed on monday and then uh, they were almost done and he crashed her again so yeah that's OK. But you got to test it all, right? NASCAR
0: said they were happy. They can t- they can look at the crash data and all that stuff. And that's good for them, too. So and I, I, I buy it. You know, they're probably rebuilding this everything. whole thing after every test anyway. Yeah. Test everything. You can't ask the guy to re- wreck it on purpose. So you might as well He's... have it happen. On accident. Oh, and we,
1: we put it in the notes. But the big thing I took away was how hard he said it was to drive. Yeah. Because of the, he said, the with the wheels, we're going back to the wheels on the next-gen car. Here we go. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they they don't have as far to travel because they're thinner. Yeah, there's not as the much sidewall well on them. Exactly. So he said that's very unforgiving.
0: And, that, um, and that's what led to the crash is that once you started to slide, it wasn't savable.
1: And he, and he said it was a good thing that they tested because, you know, during the race, because the track's already rubbered in from the race. Right. And he said that the that moves and slides that the cars were doing on Sunday, he was able to gather when were much more difficult during the test, which I took as, as a good sign. I think that's a good thing.
0: It had to be a really cool way to do the test because, yeah, he was just ran 400 miles
1: in yeah. a car. Yeah.
0: So he knows he exactly really the feelings and now can compare this car to mm-hmm. what he just felt.
1: I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. I I, th- I hope they I know they've got more tests on the calendar, but this is uh, I, I really thought that hopefully NASCAR took a lot away from this test because I just as an outside observer, I feel like I took uh, some stuff away from this
0: test. Yeah. You know, so we talked uh, we talked last week about the testing schedule for it and the testing schedule actually is out for this car. Um, so the, and it's very extensive. I will actually I'm going to put it in the show notes right now. Um, but there are tons of tests scheduled for the rest of the season. Um, ironically enough we predicted Michigan and Michigan's not on this test schedule. I'm surprised yeah so yeah. they're gonna in May they're gonna test it at Dover June Charlotte July Las Vegas and then August 25th Charlotte Motor Speedway is an open test so I'm assuming that that means uh, we'll cheaper, have.
1: yeah it's cheaper to, to than bringing everything to Michigan.
0: And then I'm assuming that we'll have then if it's an open test, we probably will have many, maybe more cars teams. involved. More yeah, teams. teams are
1: probably going to be building cars. Well, isn't uh, I, I saw this on Twitter this week. We don't have it in the show notes, but I think the the cars are being or the it's not the ch- Is it the chassis? They're being built in Michigan.
0: Yeah, I believe right. you're right.
1: Yeah, near Jack. Uh, I think near Lansing, south of Lansing. Yeah. Um, the company that I think won the bid is is building them. So. Um, anyway, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, the, I, I thought we'd see, well, and then Charlotte's probably going to be that big open test then right? with every, you know, everybody's going to probably, we'll probably
0: hopefully see some race action. Yeah. There's Um, a lot of tests at Charlotte. So Charlotte, Richmond, Charlotte, Texas, Charlotte, Daytona, Charlotte, Dover, Charlotte, Martinsville, Charlotte, Las Vegas, Charlotte, Charlotte, Phoenix.
1: Yeah. I I would, (laughs) it would actually be cool to go see one of those tests in person.
0: Yeah, it would be, I was hoping they were going to do one at Michigan because I would have stayed over.
1: No, this you said Chicago's on the list.
0: Uh, no, Chicago is not on the list either.
1: That could be your opportunity
0: as media. But I don't think they're yeah. letting media into the test. No, probably not. They, I'm, they may later.
1: Um, yeah, do they get closer? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd like to see some, you know, I like towards the end of the year, I like to see him try to do some racing with these cars. But
0: um, one, more, know, th- test, one test more test, one more thing it. that I wanted to mention with this car that I don't know if I saw anywhere before or if I knew this. But uh, William Byron mentioned sequential shifting and oh, yeah. that yeah. I thought was pretty interesting as well. So no longer are we having, you know, the shifter tree design like you're used to in your you know, stick shift car that you had 20 years ago. But yeah, now the we're the talking.
1: Not, yeah. yeah,
0: we're talking sequential gears, not paddle shifters. I'm assuming it's still an actual shifter, but it's just forward, back, forward, back. That's a yep. big change when you're talking, you know, road courses down the road.
1: Yeah, big change for road courses and restarts, too. I mean, that's going to be, you know, getting up through the gears is going to be a big deal on, yeah. on restarts. So, yeah.
0: More aggressive uh, on the shift. Yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah, the cars are going to get up to speed a little, probably a little bit quicker, I would assume. Yep. Um,
0: you know, yeah. Jun- Junior made a comment on his podcast that everybody's complaining about the about the wheels, but that there are a lot bigger changes in this car. Than the wheels that we're going to be talking about going forward, and yeah, you know that's yeah. this is just yeah, probably the tip of the iceberg, really.
1: Yeah, 2021 is definitely going to be. We're going to look back on it, you know, in 50 years, you know, when we're old, Eric, and we're on our, we're uh, you know, we're podcasting on a, on a on a porch and rocking right. chair. Uh, we're <laughs>
0: yelling rolling at back. kids to get off our lawn.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to remember 2021, I think, for a yeah. long time because it's going to be. This is the, uh, you know, this is the this is the future. We're heading into, you know a big time change for everything. Well, let's
0: let's talk more about that because we got a first glimpse at the 2021 schedule today. Um, First of all, I will note that we're talking about the next gen car, but the Bush clash will not be run with the next gen car next year. It will still be the 2020 car that runs in the Bush clash. That was mentioned today. Um, But I think this is the, what we're going to talk about here is a sign of more things to expect when we get actual schedule announcements which we're assuming is going to be coming in the next month. Set by April 1st. They Yeah. Said by April. Yep. A- April is the agreement with the charters. So, yep. Um. so we got an announcement. I haven't, the notes the NASCAR announcement. Daytona international speedway announced changes to speed weeks for 2021 next year. So no longer is speed weeks going to be over two weekends. It now will be one weekend. Um, it will start on Tuesday with the Bush clash, which will be on Tuesday night on the road course at Daytona. So let's run through what we're changing what what how the schedule is going to go, and then we'll talk about the Bush Clash. So Bush Clash on Tuesday night at the road course, uh, qualifying for the Daytona Five Hundred for the front row will be on Wednesday night, um, or Wednesday. Uh, the duels will be on Thursday, as they are now. Trucks on Friday, as they are now. The Xfinity Series will run a doubleheader with ARCA on Saturday. So ARCA moves from the previous weekend to a weekend later, and then the Daytona Five Hundred will be on Sunday as normal. So the big change is the Bush Clash. Um, on the road course, James, you made a comment in text today that we've, we're kind of hitting the limit on rovals. Um, what's your thought on the road course at Daytona? I am good with
1: this change personally. I think it, the Bush clash, I, especially after the debacle this season, (laughs) we needed to do something. We need to do something, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, if, if these teams got some extra 2020 bodies to use up, then have at it boys, let's run the, let's run the road course. Um, I'm curious to see it, but I, you know, we, this is one of those things we fall in love with an idea and (laughs) we're getting, we're getting dangerously close to me being annoyed with rovals. Yeah. Well, I'm getting a little bit, I'm getting a little bit, I'm, I'm not annoyed yet, but I'm at, I think I'm at my limit.
0: Well, let me say this first of all, this is not a roval James because the Daytona road course has been around for a long time. Yeah, and it's not a roval. There's only one roval. (laughs) I know. It's got its own history. I know. However, I so here's the problem. There's a couple problems I have with this. One, I don't think that this road course is going to lend itself very well to stock cars.
1: No, it's not going to be a great race.
0: It's honestly, it's not that great with road course cars, to be honest. Rolex 24 at Daytona is not super entertaining. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's it's just not. I've tried to sit there and watch it and I get a few laps in and that's it. Um, the other issue that I have with it is that we're talking 18 cars, you know, we're talking a <coughs> small field, uh,
1: almost four mile racetrack.
0: Yeah. I don't know how well that's going to translate and who knows what they'll do with the format. Maybe they will change it up to make it more interesting. I don't know. Um, you know, I'll reserve judgment because I honestly, you know, we were excited about the Roval at Charlotte and then we kind of we really expected it to be a disaster, and it turned out to be really great. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold judgment and assume that this is gonna be really great too. Um, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because yeah, I
1: mean we've got the indie, you know, we've got the indie road course now. We've got the Roval, now we've got this one, and I know NASCAR wants a street course. Yeah. Um, you know, sounds like we're gonna be sounds like we're gonna be. Uh, driving around a football stadium or something right. at some point so
0: the only I, real I praise just, i'll give to nascar on this one is that we're doing it with a non-points non, non points race so yeah it's an exhibition and then yeah, you know
1: in the, the indie races you know it's xfinity so it's not you know it's not the big show but right. um
0: honestly I, this is the way i thought they should have done the roval at charlotte too has done it with the all-star race and not a points yeah, game race it turned so. out to be
1: so good I, yeah i, I know <laughs>
0: I, know, I, I do want to petition
1: uh, I, I do want to start the petition, though, that we need to we can no longer call Speed Weeks Speed Weeks.
0: Yeah. Speed um, Week. Now, you can call it is it.
1: speed. It is now a speed week.
0: Yeah, not. So even. that's
1: probably that's probably going to irritate people. Speed, but I think it'll be days, five days. You know what, though, get getting more money out of your or I guess getting more show out of your money. Yeah. You know, you don't get a hotel for as long or however, whatever you're, you know, if you're camping.
0: The only thing this um, hurts is I think it hurts tracks like Volusia because there's a lot of downtime between races at Daytona. Yeah. So if you go for the two weeks. But I don't know if you looked at the stands for the for the Clash this year. There was nobody there. No,
1: it's not going to be that big of a thing.
0: Yeah. No. it's I don't think it makes a big difference.
1: No, and I know NASCAR is trying to... Uh, Trying to avoid the Super Bowl a little bit too, right. so this helps that.
0: Yeah, uh, we all kind of saw this coming when we found out when the Super Bowl and the Daytona 500 were going to fall. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Which is probably why we're getting this announcement so early. Um, yeah, I think this is a sign of if you are an NASCAR fan and you go to a track that has more than one race at that track during the season, that you might want to start figuring out what your plans are going to be next year when one of those is gone. Yeah, because yeah. I, th- I think we're going to switch. We're going to be switching to double headers. We're going to be switching to weeknight races and yep. we're going to get rid of second dates at tracks.
1: Yep. I think NASCAR is looking at ticket sales for Pocono already. And yeah. Eric, I think I think our home track's going to be I would, on this on this double header schedule, too, because I think NASCAR wants to shorten up the season.
0: I would be very surprised if Michigan is not a double header in twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah, NASCAR. Yeah. Michigan's going to be a doubleheader because
0: it's a right. camping race. People camp at Michigan. It's yep. perfect for a doubleheader. It almost was a doubleheader this year. Yeah. You know, it, there was a lot even of talk if, about it.
1: Even if NASCAR did a double header like a Wednesday, Sunday or something like that, you know, right. where it's, they sp- spread it out just a little bit. I think they've probably they're probably exploring stuff like that. But this Pocono back to back is going to be I am actually excited about the Pocono back to back. Um, but I know NASCAR wants to condense this thing uh, as much as possible. And I think we're, I think those are going to be some of the big changes we see with the schedule is, you know, we're going to go from a 38 week season or what is it? 40. We have what two by weeks normally. Yeah. Um, so if, let's say it's a 40 week season. I think we're going to get down to 32, th- you know, somewhere around there where we've got some of these double headers and we're
0: we're shortening it up a little bit. I think we're going to gain a couple tracks, too. I I said today in, in text I am I would be. I would bet money on Iowa being on the schedule next year. I, I really would, yep. and I think you know Gateway's pushing hard to be on it too.
1: Oh, um, we didn't talk about you know North, North Worksboro wants to get back involved here, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is I think is interesting. North but...
0: Worksboro's is doomed. It's in a bad location. That's the problem. Yeah, it's just so one thing we didn't talk about last week, which was in the show notes, and somehow we missed it, was in addition to all this discussion, NASCAR is only signing one year agreements with these tracks, yep. so whatever changes we see this year could be completely changed the following year as well. So yeah, they want flexibility. They're definitely testing the waters and obviously we knew this was coming with the purchase of ISC from NASCAR. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting and it'll be really interesting to see how the SMI tracks play into it because they don't have the control over SMI that they do the ISC tracks. Yeah. And can they get, you know, Bruton to play nice, Bruton and Marcus to play nice, or is it going to be, the SMI tracks stay the same and all the ISC tracks change. So we'll right. see. Yeah.
1: We're going to, yeah, that's going to be uh it's yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Bruton wants to do any double headers, for example, you right. know, I, I could see him getting not market. Well, basically it's Marcus now, but yeah, I could see him not wanting to do that type of thing yeah. uh, for loss of revenue, I, I guess. But anyway,
0: we'll yeah. see. I agree. We'll see. I mean, who knows? It could be successful and it might gain you more revenue, but The biggest interesting thing about the schedule changes this year is that we're going to make changes for 2021, including making decisions based on a doubleheader that hasn't occurred yet because Pocono will not be done yet when the schedule is announced. Yeah.
1: And they're, they're, you know, that's like that. that, That's what I said. I was kind of thinking like they're probably looking at ticket sales, just seeing how just gauging fan interest in this. Yeah, because that's all they really have to go on. They don't have other any other data to, you know, to pull from. So,
0: yep. All right. A uh, little more news. Uh, speaking of changes for twenty twenty one, Jimmy Johnson got fitted for an IndyCar seat today. Yep. That's cool. He's he's going yeah. yep, to be doing a test uh, coming up and uh, specifically told NBC Sports that it is nothing beyond the test. Nothing else is decided. But obviously, we know in, that Jimmy's interested in running an IndyCar IndyCar race he's on a road course race. or street course. So he's running a race. Yeah, it'll happen. He's going
1: to run the test and he's going to run a race at some point next year. And
0: yeah. that'll, there's no way Jimmy Johnson gets into a race car and goes, nah, I don't like it.
1: Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. It's never going to happen. No. Yeah. Well, he got into that F1 car and yeah. he was already itching about that.
0: So, yep. Yep. I think it's gonna yep. be fun to see Jimmy unleash the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, he's going to. I think he's going to want to race. You know, Jeff Gordon, really, when he was done, he was done. He ran the Rolex and that was it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Tony's been racing a lot. You know, Casey Kane has not. He's been MIA. Yeah. Uh, Carl Edwards has been MIA. So, yeah, that'd be (laughs) good to have one of our guys, you know, out there doing some different stuff. Yeah, it'd be
0: interesting to see where Jimmy turns up. Get him in a trophy truck, maybe some other stuff. We'll see. That'd be cool. I'd love to see him in a trophy truck. Have him run uh, Robbie Gordon series or something. Yeah, there you go. Yep. That'd be pretty cool. Especially if we start getting IndyCar mixed in with NASCAR because that Robbie Gordon series runs with the IndyCar series usually. Yep. That'd be pretty cool. Jimmy could run an IndyCar and a truck in the same weekend
1: right Right. yeah there's a lot of possibilities he wants that flexibility so let's let's give it to him man i want to see what he does
0: yep i'm excited about it i'll be keeping an eye on him yeah definitely um speaking of jimmy johnson they announced today atlanta motor speedway announced today he'll be the grand marshal for the cup race there and will give the command to start the engines from his car i think that's pretty cool there
1: you go that is very cool
0: yeah so not much else to say on that but pretty neat um be neat to see how all the tracks celebrate him this year and his final year um like James said, I think I think we're going to see Jimmy in Victory Lane at some point this season. Um, hopefully, it's a good season for him, and uh, it's cool to be part of, cool to be around for his final season for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, with that, did I get all the news? I'm looking at Twitter. I keep seeing a repeat of them yeah, riding a Segway around Phoenix International Raceway for some reason. I don't know why that keeps scrolling through, um, but I think we got it all right. Yeah, I think you're good, man. We didn't all miss right. anything this week. All right, so we go to Phoenix Raceway this weekend. Uh, thankfully, it's Phoenix Raceway again, and the Fan Shield 500. I'm trusting James on that name because he put it in the show notes. So. That's what that's what the Google told me. <laughs>
1: All right,
0: Google's got to be right. Yeah. Um, last week, you did the math for me. Thanks, James. I appreciate that. No problem. Um, last week, I got the win on both, so we're tied back up three-three. I picked uh, Kurt Busch, who finished ahead of Jimmy Johnson. James's pick last week. And uh, I picked William Byron, who finished ahead of James's dark horse pick, Austin Dillon.
1: Yep, so I'm gonna play this game a little differently from now on. We got burned. <laughs> I got burned. We're tied three-three, and Austin Phoenix we'll Raceway
0: this weekend. So Phoenix is interesting because the last two races here we were on the, in the high high downforce package. Um yep. We're back to the low downforce package this this weekend. Um, hard to say what to expect. James threw me for a little bit of a loop because he mentioned that. We should probably expect the Toyotas to be back on par, because I was kind of leaning towards towards a Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin pick, um, but then I was like, no, I'm gonna play it safe and go Kevin Harvick, and then James dropped that line. So, but I, I'm gonna stick with my pick. I'm going Kevin Harvick as my pick this ah, weekend. Nice. For okay, Phoenix. I steal that from you today.
1: No, no, I was thinking right. about going with Kevin because I wasn't sure if you were going to make the switch to Kyle. Okay. But uh, since you're taking Kevin, I'm taking Kyle because yes. we have we have points on the line here. Yes. So Yes. I'm going to try to combat you with Kyle Busch. <laughs> um, he last four races just for record. Uh, he has a one point five average finish. Yeah. Kyle Bush. and Kevin Harvick's not too far behind him. He's a five. Um, and this is Kevin
0: Harvick's best track. Right. Uh, by far. He is. He I is the man here. Denny Hamlin's a sleeper in the top picks too. I is, mean, oh yeah. Yep. Denny's yep. a really good pick here as well. So. Well,
1: what he did last fall, um, that could have been the the beginning of his storybook championship season. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to to finish the deal, but um, yeah, that was an incredible race he ran in the fall. So. Yeah. Now we're switching the rules a little bit, uh, and he's he's got that Daytona 500 win, so this doesn't mean quite as much to him. But, um, you know, he'll be good. He'll be tough. Truex is. I mean, the the Joe Gibbs cars are all gonna be tough. Truex is right there um yeah so and, and you know blaney we talked a lot about him earlier but i want to see what he does here i would i am curious to see what he what his run looks like yeah um you know with with all of his success so far i'd like to see if he if he's still a contender here uh on sunday
0: totally agree um all right james you get first dark horse first dark horse boy i'm gonna
1: see who qualifies for dark horse <laughs> hmm I don't think Eric Amarillo qualifies anymore, does he? You finished top five in points. I don't think you can be considered
0: a close. Yeah, I don't. It's it's tough, but I don't think so.
1: Uh, he doesn't have a win yet, so I'm going to take him again. Points on the line. I'll go William Byron. I figured you were going to go that route because that's the way I was leaning.
0: All right, James goes William Byron. I'm going to go. Oh.
1: Yep. Would have been a good dark horse is Alex Bowman at at one point, but now he's yeah. He,
0: Alex you know, Bowman is off the dark horse table now with two wins.
1: Yep, yep. can never use him as a dark horse again. He no. is off the table.
0: Uh
1: I know who I would take if I was in your shoes. Hmm,
0: I am going to go. Man, do I go with the one? All right, I'm there's go. two drivers. There's two drivers I like. I'm gonna. I'm curious if you're so. It's been a terrible season but he's run well at this track and I'm going to say he turns it around in a underfunded car and I'm going to pick Daniel Suarez as my dark horse. Oh my God. I know. Right. Well, just put the point down for me.
1: (laughs) Right. I'll take that one. Who
0: were your picks? Let me guess. Uh, you were going to go Stenhouse and DeBenedetto. No, I was going to say
1: DeBenedetto and you know who else I would have liked, uh, as Ross Chastain.
0: Oh, Ross Chastain's a good pick. He's been running. That's running, actually a really good pick. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Oh well, too late.
1: I'm gonna. I am using. So I'm in another fantasy league, not related to ours. Um, and I am going to ride the Ross Chastain horse <laughs> right until the end. Yeah,
0: it's a good, good, good so. thing to do. Um, speaking of fantasy, how'd fantasy go this week, James? I don't think I want to talk about it.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> if Blaney doesn't, uh, if Blaney doesn't blow that tire, man. I am really sitting pretty, but I, I was able I to, had,
0: I think I had Blaney too.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, uh, I was able to, uh, I was able to get the win in the race and, uh, I am now the points leader. Nice. So that was a solid fantasy weekend for myself. <laughs> I was pretty happy about that one. I'm looking at the standings just a second here. I want to see who else did good. Um, so Justin 713 was behind me. Ranger Runyon, Baron Speedway, Denny the Many, Freight Train, Toyota Fan, and bringing up the rear, the KB Show. (laughs) 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 All done. Uh, Uh, Pretty good battle in the points so far. Uh, I'm in first now, but it's pretty volatile with the season being so early. And then Denny the Many, Freight Train, Ranger Runyon. And then Eric, you're not that far back. Yeah. So you're in fifth. So there you go. That's uh, that's where we are with the with the point standings.
0: Yeah, my strategy went right out the window last week. I don't know. Yeah, happened. you
1: got. Yeah, I think we had some pretty good text messages going on, where I just took a screenshot of the of the race, <laughs> and I said, uh, "Back to normal, boys." Yeah. Or something. Like that. So I was, <laughs> yeah, I was feeling, I was, I was feeling pretty good after that. Uh, might be my only win of the season. And the one of the funny things that happened was I never get the stage winners right. And I got both stages right for the first time. And that may never happen again. That's funny. I nailed both stage winners. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You know, so
0: sometimes
1: as, the stars align, man. You just get lucky.
0: As much useless NASCAR knowledge as I have, it is ridiculous how terrible I am at fantasy NASCAR. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, I can't even cheat and succeed. Like, I can't used even... to
1: be like, I used to just rib you about it. But it's pretty. Funny. I mean, it's like a pretty funny.
0: So I can, know thing. I can go with two different strategies. I can just go randomly pick drivers or I can go and do a bunch of research, look at ratings and pick that way. And no matter what, I suck. That's why I was so excited last week with the win, because it just doesn't happen. I know. It's pretty. It's, it's so bad.
1: I know. I don't know. And like, then
0: everybody uh, wonders why I don't want to do this every season. <laughs>
1: It's so funny. A week ago, you had one and you were so yeah. happy. I'm the best, sorry.
0: My best bet is just to not pick because when I forget to pick, I do well. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's I'm fun. looking at the wrong week or something. That's why I don't know, <laughs> know
1: man. Your, your internal struggle with fantasy racing is one of my favorite things. So There's it no really, internal struggle. Really I just funny. hate it. It's just, yeah, it is actually really funny. I hate it. But you'll win next week and you'll be fine. No, don't I worry.
0: Won't. No, I won't. All right. Uh, James, got any shout outs this week?
1: Uh, I got a suggestion. Okay. Um, Last year, I did the same suggestion, but I really love this show. Uh, Netflix has the F1 show back. Oh, is it back? Season two. I still never made it past
0: the first episode, but.
1: Oh, my God. I love this show. I mean, it's just one of those things I put on in the background while I'm doing stuff. I was really into
0: F1 last year, too, and I still didn't get through it.
1: Yeah, it's good, man. They just um, they really get into the inside of the sport, and I really like it. And they, they pick a different team for each episode. There's been a lot of Red Bull. I'm about halfway through the season. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about Team Red Bull, which is kind of fun. A lot of turmoil with that team. Um, Haas is one of the teams that's featured early, and they look like a, a you know what show <laughs> uh, quite a bit. But I just wanted to suggest everybody out there, um, you know, if you have a Netflix account and you're looking for something to, you know, when, when, uh, when the cup race isn't on or whatever, there is no racing on and you want to get your racing fix. The F1 show is actually really good. Even if you know what happened last year, um, you know, with the F1 series, I wish NASCAR had this. This is the kind of content I really would love to see NASCAR get in the business of because, um, you know, Netflix is doing this thing now where they show top 10 shows, like top 10 shows in America or top, you know, people, what people are watching uh-huh. and, uh, this F1 shows been in the top ten for it's I think it's been out a week and it's been in the top ten every day for Netflix. I don't know what that means. Netflix could be lying to me. I don't know. But um it's good. It's a good show. I really like it. Cool.
0: And they're about, you know, I
1: think they're about half an hour a piece, so they're pretty bite size. Yeah. That's good. That's nice. Yeah, good stuff, man. The the camera
0: angles are good, the
1: the storylines are good.
0: I'll just try good. and get into it again, but I still need to watch last seasons. So I just I don't know. I don't know why I didn't continue on. It's just there's it just so much stuff going on it.
1: There's so much TV to watch the problem too, with you know?
0: Netflix is that I, I'll go on there and it's like, Oh, the office. I want to watch another episode of the office. And that's just what happens. I just, <laughs> that's end the up... problem, man. there's so much content out there. What are you supposed to do if it wasn't for NASCAR? I wouldn't need TV. That's the, literally the only thing, two things I watch on I have YouTube TV. The two things I watch on TV are NASCAR and Supercross. That's it. Yep. I quit. I quit watching Survivor. I was a big Survivor fan, watched every episode of Survivor, watched every episode of Big Brother. Those are yep. done. I don't watch them anymore.
1: Yeah, you got to pick your niches now and kind of stick to them. You know, I
0: if NASCAR would just come out with pay-per-view, just that's it. I'd I'd be in. Of course, it probably costs more than TV.
1: These darn uh, these darn streaming networks. They just keep getting you a little bit to make you not go. Like, I was thinking, oh, you
0: mean like every time HBO has some new show that comes on? It's like, oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. I was just going to say HBO because I was seriously like, okay, you know, HBO, i am I've kind of watched everything now i'm i'm good and then they come out with the outsider and i'm like oh this is really good and then following the outsider is curb and i Mm -hmm. you know i am larry david so therefore i feel like i need to you know (laughs) keep up with it and and it's oh man see mine was
0: veep and silicon valley would come out at the same time and that was perfect because i'd get it for a month binge binge watch all the episodes once they were out and i was done and i'd cancel it well then they started going you know, offset. So now I'd have to get Veep, and then I'd cancel, and then I'd come back for for Silicon Valley, and then Veep ended, and it's like, okay, good. Now Silicon Valley's in its last season. That'll end. That's done. And then I saw some preview for another show. It's like, oh God, dang it. Yeah.
1: <sighs> good stuff, man. They yeah. got a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Prestige shows are hard to find these days. So yeah, I'm I'm stuck. Can't get away from it.
0: So I have a shout out as well. Um, my shout out's a little obscure unless you're in the know, which more people are in the know than they used to be. But I'm going to shout out a guy named Charlie Crawl. I like Charlie. He's been he's works with Arca. Um wait, wait. Yeah, right? Um, Charlie works with Arca. He's uh, one of their top PR guys and he's been doing the broadcasts for their Canaan, well, the old KN series is now the Arca East and West series. Um, on the NBC Sports uh, Gold package. Um, he's done a really nice job with it. It's been cool to listen to him. Great voice. He was an uh, announcer at Michigan International Speedway at the track for quite a while. And again, if you're in the know, you might know him for other reasons as well. He's been on the podcast before, and that's all I'll say. So uh, Charlie crawl, check him out. Um, he's on Twitter at chezcrawl at c h a s k r a l l. And he's got all kinds of info about ARCA, he, and, he does a great job with ARCA, and big friend of Michigan International Speedway as yep, well. Yeah,
1: and you're, if you're a fan of NASCAR, you're probably already following him on Twitter. You just don't know who we're talking about. Exactly,
0: and I think you know it's pretty People easy to do a search and People figure it out now. now. Yeah, it's not really a secret, but yeah. anyway, yeah, give Charlie a follow. Uh, check him out on, on NBC Sports, um, on NBC, NBC Sports Gold. He does a good job with that, and again, big proponent of the ARCA series. Very cool that he's got the job with them, and uh, like I said, friend of the show as well. So cool
1: very
0: good uh james my wife told me that we forgot to give our twitter handles last week and she might have just not paid attention and not she heard, didn't pay
1: attention we did i'm too. pretty
0: sure we did because it's in uh, it's hard for me to miss it because it's right here in front of me but just in case we forgot it last week let's do it twice no i'm just what's kidding k's you. twitter handle <laughs> she doesn't use twitter i think it's <laughs> i think it's mrs eric 8199 from my old eric 8199 days but um, yeah, she hasn't used Twitter in forever. She's not, she's a Facebook stalker, is what she is. She doesn't. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. She posts yep. every once in a while, but usually she just reads. So, <laughs> uh, James, where can they find you on Twitter, though? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Superspeedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at slash The speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You can click on that, check out uh, show notes, links to all the articles that we discussed today, and in past shows. You can find past shows on there as well. Um, coverage of races that we've been at throughout the seasons, past couple seasons, uh, and all kinds of other little goodies on there. So the Superspeedway.com, check that out. Uh, you can find the podcast in Apple podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. If you want to become a part of the show and help us out, help us get to the track um, or just become a part and have some fun with us. You can do that at patreon at patreon.com/ the Superspeedway. So we head back to the West Coast this weekend, Phoenix Raceway, uh one more race on the west coast before we come on back uh i don't really have anything else to say about it i guess it's uh back to the old short track package on a track that's not a short track according to dale jr and uh we'll be back next week to discuss it all until then everybody let's go racing